Now, Uber has been in existence in Newmarket on Fergus for nearly 30 years. It's a community social enterprise that works with people from the cradle to the grave to combat exclusion as well as to develop enterprise in the area. They support those who are unemployed or elderly and work to facilitate greater community participation in the area. Now, there are so many strings to Uber's bow from the community crash to the after-school programme to the Meals and Wheels service and much more besides. So I headed to Newmarket on Fergus to find out more about Uber from my dedicated tour guides, Siobhan O'Driscoll and Dima Murphy. Driscoll and I'm the Youth and Community Development Divisional Officer for Uber in New Mecklenburgs. Thanks for having me out, Siobhan. We're going to be talking predominantly about the hugely important Meals and Wheels service that you provide and the expansion, recent expansion of the services. But there's so much more to Uber than that as well. So you're going to give us a flavour of the many, many things that you do here in Newmarket and Fergus. Yeah. Me and my colleague, Emer. My name is Emer Murphy and I work in admin at Uber and I also coordinate the Meals and Wheels service. We have two buildings. We have the main Uber building here and we also have our Treasury Centre, which opened in October 2020. You were telling me just before we start recording about the amount of people working here across all of Uber's yeah. services. It's... I figured there would be a good amount, given all you do with the crash and the meals and wheels and so much more, but uh, I was staggered by the numbers. Yeah, yeah, we've nearly 50 staff and we have over 55 volunteers who work predominantly on our meals and wheels service Monday to Friday. So it's very busy. Mornings here are very different to the afternoons. Every morning we have six routes, soon to be seven, heading off all across the county. And as you know, we're expanding out now soon as well. So where will we begin, Siobhan? We have a philosophy here in Uber. You know, we have a community board that we um, answer to. And uh, basically our philosophy is from cradle to the grave. So we'll start with the children where Uber started itself. So we have a community crash here. We have 80 children and then we have another... 40 after-school children that will be due down in about an hour and then we have another 12 post-primary that come to our services in the Treasury and they're all fed, taken care of here, homework done and they're guided along through the upper services onto our youth space. A lot of them then who wouldn't be going to college or onto a trade would come working with us and we'd upskill them on then for the Molins or the Clarein or into Shannon or whatever. And the children who are coming to the creche, would they be from the immediate community environs or would they come from a little bit further afield? We have a waiting list for every room. We'd be considered one of the leading creches in Clare, even though we're a community-based creche. And they would come from a lot from Shannon, a lot from Newmarket, mostly Shannon, Newmarket, Quinn, those kind of areas. We have a social inclusion remit and we always have a few spaces there for that. But the majority of them are fee-paying children as well, so we have a mix. I'm not sure if you mentioned, but how, how long exactly are you here? Like, when did, when was the creche established? The Willowbra was originally started in 1993 and the creche then was built in... So we're 30 years in existence this year. Like that, it started very small as a local scheme from a very small office down on Main Street to this building here and then built on around the millennium and then now we're back down in our second premises down back across from our other office the original office we took over the Treasury Arms and next door to it as well and like that 2020 we've been going strong so all our meals and meals is operated from the Treasury Centre as well as our youth service our food incubation startups our honesty shop 
and we also have families from Ukraine living down there as well. And in terms of the growth of the services, it's been very much an organic steady yeah. growth. Yeah. yeah, 100%. As I said, it started as a work programme and then they realised that there was a lot of young mothers not working and they needed childcare and that, and that's how we ended up with the creche. From that then we realised we needed an after-schools from that then we needed a youth programme and then we've done training programmes and we're really community development. Um, the treasury actually came about is that we wanted a, a, a youth space with a couple of serious 2019 drug issues and heroin issues in the village. So like that, you know, we wanted to tackle that. And mm. out of that youth space then, the treasury, we there was a kitchen there so we said we'd expend our meals and wheels and the minute we started building COVID hit, and in two weeks, everyone went home except for myself and Emer. And we went from 38 meals and wheels up to, within two weeks, 200. And we expanded out to Innes, Shannon, all surrounds on the phone with very, very scared, vulnerable people. Me and Emer often talk about it now. We, we were here full to, head to toe in white plastic coats and oh, gloves. Cause, oh, yeah, because <laughs> I was getting the building sprayed every hour. <laughs> spraying the building every hour because you know at the time we didn't know and everyone went away home and everyone was so scared we were dealing with very scared elderly people they would have been obviously particularly vulnerable to the, yeah. the COVID and that at yeah. a tight as well yeah yeah. Mm. yeah it was very traumatic at the time I actually myself was going through chemo and my ovarian cancer and uh, it was only me and four others inside having chemo you know and the rest of the hospital was closed so I know how scary those that very start was but uh, yeah we kicked in and on we went and we were one of the first crashes open as well then when the frontline workers had to go to work you know we had the ambulance drivers and nurses dropping their kids here so we always lead ahead and when we're providing the service but we laugh back now at that time there's a great picture of us on Facebook full head to toe and bless we'll make sure to check that out yeah we'll go on anyway okay. we'll beat the the darlings Hello, everybody. This is Alan. He's from the radio. Hello. How are you? I don't want to say hello to him. This is Billy. Hi. Hello. Hello. Anybody want to say hi? Hi. hi. Bobby's a great singer. Will you sing, Bobby? Do you want to sing, Bobby? Hello. Will you sing a song, Bobby? Or Jackson's auntie works on Clare Fim. Oh, your auntie's Clodagh. Oh, well, it must, it must run in the jeans. Can you sing a bit? We're on the road again. On the road again. Come on. <laughs> and Bobby's a great singer. Bobby'll sing a bit of Michael English. Come on, Bobby. Dennis love, Dennis love. Now, there you go. Lads, thank you. That is way more singing than I anticipated before I arrived here today. <laughs> say hello, Sean. Do you want to say hello, Sean? Enthusiastic. Who's that? This is Roshi and Nori. Hello. Hello. Hi. I think you're going to end up working in media. Something tells me. <laughs> this fella's a character. He does a bit of line dancing and everything, don't you, Bobby? Do you do line dancing? I do. <laughs> Thanks for speaking to me and for singing. 
Yeah, so we, this is, you can see our community crash. You know, we have the toddler room and the baby room and the food is all cooked here and everything. That's the baby room. They're probably in their nap. Um, yeah, there's a few passed out on the floor. This is the toddler room here napping as well. So what's your name? Fiona. So Fiona would have went to the after schools and then she would have um, went to the U club and then she would have worked in her community cafe. Then she got her qualifications and is in childcare now. And now she's on doing a level seven. Do you like working here, Fiona? Yeah, I do, yeah. I enjoy it. That's all you have to say in the matter, okay. <laughs> Sophia would be the same. Sophia, you came to the after schools. I came to after schools. I went to the youth club and now I've been working here just over a year now. So I'm in the middle of doing my level six, but I'm also a level eight in social care. How do you like working here at Upper? I really enjoy it, yeah. It's good and it's so handy living so close by as well. Like I can go home for lunch and can sleep in as late as possible and just walk over the road. So. What about when you were growing up in the youth club in that year? Was it, what was it like having Upper across the way and being able to come? I was really lucky to be living so close to over and to be able to just walk across the road really and there were so many of my friends who were going to it as well. Thank you so much for Thanks speaking to us. Sophia. As you can see, look, they come in as kids and they end up staying, you know. Mm. So we're really kind of a family. This is the art school, sometimes they're looking at it like So the noise levels go up in this room. How are you doing ladies? This is the middle after school's room up here. How many kids are up here? And then downstairs in the smaller art schools? There is 14. And the bigger art schools? There is usually around 10. The, uh, different age groups and we're all inclusive as well. So we take children with autism um, on spectrum behavioural issues and you know, we train up all our staff to deal with those issues. We're actually in the process of risk setting this uh, building for a new child who would have uh, physical difficulties with stairs and that and putting in a lift and that. So we, we're always advancing, we're always getting ready for the next stages in life. You know? it's, br- it's brilliant that you're so inclusive, but yeah. I mean, it must, it creates a lot of work, yeah. ensures that you know, people yeah. are going to have to be trained up to in so yeah. many different levels. And like all the girls, are, all these two girls are in the middle of training as well and they're constantly training. And, and like childcare, they're, they're as qualified now they go up to level 8 as a, a primary school teacher, you know, and they have to do all the extra LinkedIn training and all that. They have to have it, whereas a primary school teacher might have an SNA and all that. They have to do the training themselves to work with these children. They're working with the same children that the primary school. So it, it was good in the last couple of years that um, they're beginning to realise that childcare now is as important in after schools as is as important now as mainstream education. Okay, just going down the stairs. They land to Ober. They land in here to this office. Okay. This is Hazel. Hazel works. works Hi. The Hi, Hazel. How are you? With the childcare. Even though you know we have the childcare and we have the creche and we have the meals and wheels and we have the playground and everything, because we're community development, everyone lands in here for their printing. Mm-hmm. We do everyone's CV. We do everyone's CAO form and all that. Who wouldn't have the support of their parents or their guardians to do it? I mean, they land and we have no choice but to do it. Do we? 
No, I have CVs from, I'd say, about 300 people in the village still on wow. my computer. And every time they go for a new job or they change, they come in to me and they say, Emer, will you add this onto my CV? Yeah. So I never delete anyone's CV because yeah. they come back and back years. So the 10 years I've been here. We don't yeah. get paid for it. It's just... We say you might have school leavers who, you know, might not have the best computer skills. They're great on the phones and they leave school with no CV. So mm-hmm. it's great to be able to just put together something that looks half decent because they really will have very little experience. So if it gets them a little start-off job collecting trolleys or anything like that or in the local shops, it's great just to give them that little start. So, Okay, we're venturing outside now. So well as the two buildings, Alan, we also are responsible for Regan Park and we actually, with the community, fundraised. The property was given to over by Dr Brendan O'Regan from the Air- Shannon Airport. So he gave us the land down there at the back of the village there so um, we put in 10 years ago we put in a fabulous wood state of the art playground and we actually won top best playgrounds in Ireland in the Irish Times um, about 8 years ago so we're presently at the moment as well we're fixing up that as well because like everything no, we constantly have to upgrade them and put in inclusivity uh, play yeah. equipment and because it, it's a natural place as well, we knew, need to do the trees and all that as well. And obviously, look, everything that you're all doing at Uber isn't to win awards, but, I mean, it's a lovely bonus. It must be just affirmation or, you know, for all of you that you're, you're doing good work. Yeah. We'll go into the kitchens first and we'll come out around them before they all go because this is their finishing up. Okay. So these are the vans, they're all coming back now. And how many vans do you have in total, Siobhan? Uh, we have six vans. So they would have all started going around half ten to Shannon, Ennis, Cracklow, Tulla, Bunratty, delivering hot and cold dinners mm. by volunteers. So if you have six vans now, wh- when you expand to all the additional areas, how many more vans and volunteers will you have to take on? We're going to take on, we're, we're going, the ones to Tullin that we'll keep on ourselves, but we'll be going to, um, back to Liston Varna, we have a hub back there and a hub in Kilkee, and we'll give them a van each. One van will do those areas back there, they can come and go, you know, because we are in the more population, more dense area here with Ennis is huge. Yeah. We have two routes to Ennis currently and we also have a waiting list operating on that route. So that would be our our most populated route. So yeah, yeah, concentrating on that the whole time and trying to make sure everybody gets a meal or try not to have the waiting list going on for too long. But Mm. we're very lucky with the volunteers we have and we've already had great interest from around the county. When word went out about the expansion, we're getting application forms and we're already doing guard vetting for people all across the county so we've had great interest from local communities who want to see the service there and who want to help out and I suppose they see what we have here and like I say we've over 55 volunteers so they kind of see how enjoyable and fulfilling it is and they want that as well. And the thing is we're we're not reinventing the wheel so we're copying the same model and we've gone to two Joe Gary, he's back in Liston Verna and Killian Murphy's in Kilkee. Mm. So they're going to get the volunteers. We'll bring the food and the vans and, and, and the expertise and we'll provide service and we have a new app, Food For You, that we've developed as well, which will be very easy to operate. You'll be able to operate it yourself or your carer can operate and you'll be able to order for the week. 
Yeah, yeah. So we got uh, Rethink Ireland funding for that. So uh, Mike from Evolve Technologies and his Simon, he designed that for us. So we're we're that's nearly ready to yeah, launch. First we're just March, yep. first of March. Just that'll be launching, and you'll be able to order what you want for the week, and you know, pay online or whatever, and uh, add in little bits and dietary requirements, or if you're a Muslim, or you know, and you don't eat pork, and all these things will be mm. all in there, and it'll be state of the art, you know. At that's still very low cost. I'm always amazed whatever initiative it is in Clare, the number of people are willing to volunteer to help. But I guess yeah. that's testament to Roper's reputation and the, the value people see that it has for communities that yeah, they yeah, want to help out. one thing, you know, you have the GAA and the soccer and the Irish dancing and people come to us from all aspects of the community, even people who've never volunteered before. Really is a huge variety of people. People who work full-time volunteer with us and they love doing it and they'd hate to miss a day. So, yeah, we're so, so lucky. They just always come to us and we're very, very lucky. It works out very well. It's a very important job. It's not something you can do passively. Like, you have to be quite conscientious the people coming to us, a lot of them would be retired people and they bring a huge skill set to the organisation. Yeah. And I would say we've learned from them down through the years. So they're a great help and a great resource to us. Yeah, we have a fella now and he was head of logistics in Shannon, like, and he's really helping us, you know, because we were running everywhere. We were just adding on people yeah. and he was like, oh, well, you know, let's put in a, a piece into the app and the nearest house to you and the fastest route is doing that, you know, where we were just... You know, you're getting that logistical and business exper- yeah. experience coming yeah. into it as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're very efficient. They, you know, they've all ran banks and everything. So they're, they're, they're. We're learning from them. Let me tell you, Alan. Yeah. So we'll go in now and and meet the the the, the chef. And my thanks to Siobhan O'Driscoll and Eamon Murphy for taking the time to show me around Uber's many invaluable facilities. And that was the first part of our insight into the invaluable services provided by Uber. And you can hear more on the Meals and Wheels service and much more on tomorrow's show.